0: Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact.
1: We have a lot to talk about this week. Match day something. Don't know what day it is. but 24. We have 24. Um, and then we also have Champions League. The Champions League is back, which we are very excited about. Um, so we're just going to jump in. We're going to start talking about the weekend games first. God, All right, do you want to kick us off? Sure will. Um, early, <laughs> games,
0: <laughs> early game Saturday was Leicester-Liverpool. And so actually I have kind of a funny story about this game. So I didn't want to get up at 7 a.m. because I, I didn't want to watch the whole game. Yeah. But I set an alarm for eight because I knew that was going to be like around when the, the second half was going to start. And I was like, I'll see what the score is at halftime and like decide whether I want to watch the game or like go back to sleep basically. So I got up at that point and it was zero, zero at half. So nobody had scored yet. And I was like, I thought about it. And then I like looked out my window and like thought about whether or not I wanted to be awake right now. And the answer was no. So I went back to sleep, but only for about 20 minutes. Like I set another alarm to be like, I'll check later in the game, like watch the last little bit. Right. So I end up getting up with 15 minutes left in the game right and I checked the score it was one nothing Liverpool it was the 75th minute and I was like Nah, <laughs> I don't really care I don't really care I, maybe they'll let in a goal in the last 15 minutes but whatever like nothing probably nothing Not is likely is gonna happen like I'll just go back to sleep right so I go back to sleep for like another hour and then when I finally wake up wake up and like I'm gonna get out of bed I'm gonna you know whatever I check the score <laughs> it says three to one Lester. (laughs) And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I could have watched. I could have. I was awake. I could have opened my laptop. I could have walked downstairs. And I did
1: not. And anyway. I watched most of it. Um, I didn't wake up at seven, but I was up at 730 and was like, I'll turn it on. And then didn't pay attention to it, even though it was on. And then suddenly out of nowhere, you know, Lester decided to beat them I mean also the second goal was a complete disaster by Alisson again yeah so
0: I did see I did like see what happened on the goals um I will say this I know that there was quite a bit of and by quite a bit of controversy I mean Klopp pitched about it um (laughs) regarding the first goal from Leicester and a whether or not it was a foul it was definitely a foul guys yeah and Frankly, they're kind of lucky they didn't get it called as a PK, and it got called outside the box. And then not only that, but was somebody off sides on the free kick? No. No. It doesn't look
1: like that at nothing,
0: all. There was nothing super glaring um, from the replays that I saw that, like, indicated it shouldn't have been a goal. But I will say this about, like, and I, I anyone who talks to me sort of immediately post-Liverpool game um, if I've watched the post-match stuff, will hear me say this, but Klopp infuriates me because after this game, he's going on and on and on about how Lester got really lucky and it was a bad call and VAR is screwing them over and all this stuff. And I'm like, listen, even if it was a bad call, which frankly, I don't think it was, but if you are giving up three goals in the final 12 minutes they scored at the 78th minute in the final 12 minutes of the game that's not luck you did something wrong yeah like something fell apart there you got lazy you felt like you know the end was near your guys just stopped working hard your guys don't have the right level of fitness whatever it is there's something wrong if you give up three goals one goal maybe that's bad luck three goals you did something wrong yes and it just it irritates me that with Klopp, it's always excuses. It's not a conspiracy. No one's out to get you. I, I saw, particularly because uh, not just Klopp, but a lot of the Liverpool fans echo this as well. That like VAR is against them. I happened to see something actually, and this was after the Man U game because there was a VAR thing with that yeah. as well. We'll talk to mm-hmm. about later. I, somebody had put out a st- like a number of things that were like VAR calls in a team's favor or whatever. And Man U has the most VAR calls in their favor. And I don't have the list in front of me, but Liverpool was second or third. Like, <laughs> like, like guys, VAR is not out to get you. Like, I deeply believe that the way VAR is used right now is deeply flawed. I think that there are a lot of issues with it genuine issues with VAR. But these are system issues, like league-wide issues. They're not out to get you. They're not. There's nobody in a liver there's nobody in an anti-Liverpool consist like conspiracy sitting up in the bar booth like ha 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 fuck liverpool. (laughs) Like nobody is doing that. Take a little responsibility. It's okay. (laughs) I'll show you how to do it later on. I'll show you how, because I'm going to talk about one of my teams that's doing a, a, having a real shit show right now. I'll show you how to do it, but it's really not that hard to have a little bit of humility and like take responsibility. Yes, I would agree. I have nothing more to say. Uh, Burnley beat Crystal Palace, 3-0. Brighton, Aston Villa tied 0-0, and that was the other three okay and then the last game that was on sunday or it wasn't the last game chronologically the last game to
1: talk about is the city tottenham game i thought that was going to be a better game than it was honestly i had kind of going into it as well actually no i was going to say i went into it being a neutral but honestly you hate (laughs) i'm an arsenal fan so i was not neutral um i thought that if tottenham could strike early then it might be interesting but if they kind of allowed City to hold the possession and be I had said I think I texted you this that I was like oh City just needs to be slow but slow in like a patient way like City way just like waiting um, and Tottenham wasn't able to break them like break through that and then obviously yeah. clearly they scored three goals but I had thought I mean, that maybe it would have been more interesting if Tottenham had I,
0: I thought it was going to be more ball. interesting Tottenham really didn't look threatening at all I'm I'm looking at the statistics right now they only had three shots on target the whole game
1: um were two of them Gareth Bale one of them was Gareth Bale one of them was Gareth Bale my love Although,
0: honestly speaking of Gareth Bale he looks good he really did he always looks good
1: little, this is why we love him dribble,
0: I was like Gareth yeah, sir looked, I'm looked, really glad you didn't come into this game
1: earlier like <laughs> this is okay I've been saying this for years he's good but he just like he's like an it's enigma. Just, I think he's at Tottenham, he I just don't doesn't give a
0: shit. I think he just doesn't care. He's just chilling. Like I he's, think he's
1: just happy not to be at Royale anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, don't I know. think he's just chilling. I think he's just hanging out. He's just
1: chilling. Anyway, sorry. Not going to go. That's often. that's really all there is to say about that game. Honestly, there.
0: I yeah. mean, City City played like City does, and they won, and that's yeah. what happens when City um, play like City.
1: <clears throat> Other things to talk about: United tied West Brom. They did dropping points again back to what we were just saying. Just teams are dropping points and cities not dropping points. I mean, United, Liverpool, Tottenham obviously because they played them and Liverpool all dropped points this weekend.
0: Yeah, I don't know how far off Leicester
1: is from you, but uh, we'll talk, we can talk about the whole table in a second. Okay, um, oh, I have good news, Arsenal fans, we won. Um, the fun now, part about
0: um, this game was I I just I love watching Leeds play. I really 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 do. They they're I mean I know that they don't win. Like the, the thing is they that are they, entertaining
1: to play. They or get watch. goals
0: yeah. scored on them like a lot but what's so fun to watch about them is it doesn't matter how many goals they've had scored on them. Uh, yeah. they, they keep going, they, they, keep, they keep going. going. Like, yeah. and, and they sometimes, sometimes they pull wins out of seemingly nowhere because yeah. it's the 80th minute, the other team stops playing because they're up yeah. three goals and, and leads
1: just keeps coming. Yeah. And it's That's so, kind of what so entertaining to watch. And it's being an Arsenal so fan, entertaining to I was watch. a little worried, but then I was like, we can pull this off. But just a quick thing, amazing um Obamian kind of hat trick maybe he'll come out of his slump you know more than halfway through the season we'd love to see it um and we played Odegaard and Smithrow at the same time honestly between Smithrow Odegaard and Saka um they average in like their ages of like 20 and they look good together I do think that It might be our best lineup. I think Odegaard works really well with Smith-Rowe. What we'll do, honestly, our defense has issues and we have a lot of midfielders. So I don't know what Arteta is going to do, but I'm liking what I'm seeing (laughs) (laughs) somehow. I feel like we have too many players (laughs) in positions that we don't need them. As in like Lacazette isn't playing if Aubameyang's playing, but Lacazette's been scoring like goals every game. (laughs) I, I don't know. It's like problem. It's like a, a good problem to have, but also slightly worrying because everything's worrying when you're an Arsenal fan. However, it was a good win. We have a Europa League. That should also be fun. Honestly, it's our only chance of getting back into the Champions League. So maybe we'll win the Europa League and Tierney's going to be coming back next week, which honestly, maybe it will make our defense better.
0: Um, like our defense okay. is bad Fulham we'll, beat Everton, which was an upset
1: quite an upset every team's, um, every team's another team who keeps dropping points which is good yeah to they Arsenal. do not
0: to to be clear though they don't have Calvert-Lewin right now oh I mean and yeah he, there's, he there's scores a why. all of their goals <laughs> um, and then yeah. but yeah so that's that um West Ham beat Sheffield that's frankly to be expected, expected. and then Chelsea beat Newcastle and not scored over <laughs> <her> scored. Chelsea <laughs> scored
1: You know, it was Um, bound to happen at some point, and it just had to coincide with your fantasy team. (laughs) And the drama
0: and the dramatic irony of Timo Werner's scoring is that this is the first week in months that I have (laughs) sat Timo Werner on my fantasy bench. But it's okay, because I won my fantasy match anyway. Oh, so it doesn't matter. So it didn't matter, but it was just funny. I do think it's noticeable that playing, when you play Timo Werner in a two-striker system, he's... He's so good. much more effective. Yes, yes. And, and I, I don't know that, why Lampard never figured that out. <laughs> I think clearly Tuchel figured it out like real fast. Well, because yes. <laughs> he has looked. I mean, aside from he's now scored a goal, but he's looked much more dangerous he looks the past like couple he can games. off. Was he playing with Giroud in that game? He was. Timo Werner looks <laughs> good looks playing better. with in a two striker system, and he definitely looks like he's trending upwards. I don't know if we're gonna fully see Timo Werner unleashed this year. But I do think if he continues this trend, we may see him unleashed next year. Noon, Burnley, Fuller, they tied 1-1. And City have made up their game in hand now. So they have no longer have a game in hand. They beat Everton, but they beat Everton. 3-1. So they didn't keep a clean sheet. But they scored three goals. Now, yeah. um, I didn't watch any of this game, like actual game-wise, because it was on at the same time the Champions League was on, and I was watching the Dorman Champions League game, um, which we'll get into in a little bit. So I didn't see the like game so i can't say a whole lot as to like how city looked like throughout the 90 minutes i did see the goals though if you've been listening to this weekend and week out you know how much i love phil Foden, and i'm delighted to see him score anytime he does um you also know how much i shit on mara's um, I'm still Even delighted to see him score. I'm still delighted <laughs> to see him score. Um, I can't say much about his performance because I didn't actually did watch the game
1: to his left foot and shoot. <laughs> he sure. He sure did. He
0: sure did. <laughs> um, and then uh, I love Bernardo Silva. So I'm happy to see him score.
1: Obviously, um, City was the better team, and clearly they played well because it didn't seem like it really affected them at all. That no, moment. they
0: they seem to do fine afterwards they scored two more goals so it's fine so they figured out. It. all right so, should we talk about the table
1: for the two- oh. year league yeah the table is so, narrowing narrowing in the sense of it has a clear uh front runner <laughs> so at this
0: point that. with 24 games played almost the entire top six so the top six one through six have oh, all played the same amount time. of games now City after twenty-four games are sitting very pretty with fifty-six points. Man, U are ten points back.
1: Did you know that um, Tottenham was in all the way in ninth? <laughs> I did know that Tottenham was. All I didn't the way realize ninth. that but did. Arsenal's catching up to them, which is why. Yeah,
0: so um, me. all the way back in second and third, Leicester and Man U both have forty-six points, so they're both ten points back from City. Chelsea and West Ham both have forty-two, so they're both fourteen points back from. City and Liverpool is in sixth right now, 16 points back from City. Um, and that's your top six.
1: I honestly hadn't looked at the table, like actually looked at it, but this is kind of funny. I didn't realize that Liverpool was in sixth and I didn't realize that Tottenham was in ninth.
0: Yeah. So then you've got Everton. Now, Everton still has one game in hand. And Aston um, Villa has two. Aston Villa does still have two. So actually, if Aston really Villa well. win both of their games in hand, they jump all the way
1: uh, to six. Six. What the hell is up with this season? But it's kind of crazy also to think that between 10th and Actually, I'm seasons. kidding. They jump to fifth. Aston Villa would jump to fifth. Because they'd have the same six. Forty-two. Yeah. Forty-two, but they have a better goal differential than West Ham. There you go. All right. Europa League, here we go. Aston Villa, <laughs> West Ham, and Liverpool. <laughs> But yeah, so
0: Arsenal actually are at 34 points. So they're not out
1: of, I don't, honestly, they're not really out of reach for those. Um, no, they're really not. Those spots. They're only um, two points off the Europa League. Wait, three points, three points, three points.
0: So they're really not out of reach for that. Um, they're just. We're just playing but along. Aston Villa does still have two games in hand um, yeah. Everton and Tottenham. Both Everton, Tottenham needs. South, in South, oh, South
1: and Southampton all have been dropped so, yeah it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a wacky end I because like you have to think that there might be more games that end up being postponed yeah I feel like it's gonna be a little bit hard to predict some things moving forward it's we'll see fun. but um the the table is
0: looking less and if less if you're a city fan <laughs> so you can be happy yes yeah. I'm quite happy with how the table looks right now. Um, but honestly, at, aside from first place, like second place through like 10th is fairly tight. They're within 12 points between second
1: and 10th. So and honestly, though, then like, yeah, I was going to say, but then like. So there could be a whole lot like of movement 12th, between. 11th to like 14th is only three points, too like it's actually there's a whole there could be a is. whole
0: lot of movement sort of mid-table and also into those champions league and europa league spots yeah. there's a lot to be played for um in the middle of the table still
1: yes should we talk champions league Yes. Yeah, so this week very exciting the champions league is back drum roll very exciting um So the first day, we had Liverpool-Leipzig and PSG-Barcelona. Let's just speak briefly on the Liverpool-Leipzig game. I didn't really watch it that much. However, um, I watched the highlights, and honestly, it was a – like, it was what Liverpool needed. They needed to win that game. They did. Uh, And I don't know how – like, 2-0, I feel like, is relatively – I wouldn't say decisive and, like, a massive win, but but – it's a significant win because Leipzig is good. Liverpool- and also
0: that's um, um, away for Liverpool. So yeah, of so course
1: that's-, that's very relevant in the Champions League at this
0: stage. Away goals are, are quite important. So um, that's definitely a good win for for Liverpool. I, get, I also didn't watch it. I know there was like a weird VAR call where they were like, "Yeah, was it out of bounds? Was it not out of bounds? We actually both did see this um, and we were talking about how And what I said actually to, to yesterday or whatever it was that um, I think this is how VAR should work in the sense that it was clearly very, very, very close, but from the angles that I was shown, um, both like from what I found on Twitter and I was clicking back and forth between the games. So from what I saw uh, it, you couldn't tell definitively one way or another. And to me when if VAR can't tell you definitively one way or another then a it's it's not a clear and obvious error and the call on the field should stand and that's what happened so I think that that's um that's how it should work I want to say something on that topic though I feel like Champions League is doing VAR much better than the Premier League
1: have done it I
0: I feel like the one thing that's very noticeable to me is that it's much faster like if they look at something, they look at it. They make a decision. They move on. If there's none of this like drawn out like what's happening situation, so I wonder
1: if that has to do with the refs too. Because like if you watch like the Bundesliga, that it's the same way. In yeah. The Bundesliga, it's very fast. Um, it's a premier. I think it's, it's, it's a
0: unique Premier refs. League issue. Um, yeah. But. I don't really know. I, it seems like they're, I'm, I feel like I'm used to VAR being more of a shit show. And than it has been in the past. And the Champions League. The Champions League is was yeah. not that level of shit show. So um, um, that's kind of all I have to we, say. About I'm going to say,
1: let's talk about, um, I want to leave Barcelona PSG to the end. I just feel like we have the most to talk about that. So yeah. um, today, Porto beat Juventus. Um, yeah, that's a surprising upset. Porto went ahead in like the first, like in like the like first, the first or second minute. Yeah, um, by like a goofy mistake that was weird and like yeah, it was literally the first minute. Yeah, um, Juventus did pull a- an away goal back in the end, um, which is significant. So I do think yeah, a two to one, two like to one with an away goal. I don't is think. by no means Juventus game is- over. Yeah, um, you know, getting
0: an away goal is is really a big deal, obviously. So you know, if they go and win one, nothing at Porto, like they, they're through. So, yeah. um, I think that that's, however, I think it's, it is a bit of a, a a wake up call and B it's a little bit telling about what the, what this Juventus team looks like in the big picture. And I'm going to talk about the big picture of the champions league a little bit later. Cause I think it's relevant when we talk about the Barca PSG game, yeah. um, but I think, I, have, I think it says something about Juve in, in that sort of circumstance as well. Um, but we didn't really watch either of those games because we watched the other two sets of games before we get into Barca PSG, because that is, I think, the game that you and I both <laughs> have the most to say yes. about. And I have, oh boy, do I have a
1: lot to say about that game. Um, Dortmund, Dorman won. Dortmund won. Honestly, I um, was a little bit worried. I what, was not feeling really very wanna, confident going into this game. I wasn't either, um, and especially when Sevilla went up one zero, I was like, "Oh, uh oh!" I was like, "Oh god!" Garmin is just so short on players these days. Short on defensive players. Just they're kind of a mess, and um, they don't—they haven't looked great recently. Yeah, but I was very pleased with Jaden Sancho.
0: Jaden Sancho,
1: you got it right this got time, it right. <laughs> Lordy. <laughs> Sorry, um, Jaden Sancho looked very, very good, and obviously Erling Holland is Erling Holland?
0: to be honest this was the first like full 90 minutes of Dortmund I have watched in quite a while I've done a lot of like flipping between games while they played or like just watching highlights because they've kind of been dragging me down a little bit so I haven't watched a full 90 minutes of them for a while so I honestly can't say for sure whether this is was something for this game or was a like has been something that they've been doing but today to me they looked so much more like a pure counterattack team they usually do they're always looking to counter but today i felt like they looked like they were a straight up counterattack team instead of a team that looks to counter but does a lot of possession too i mean the possession of this game was heavily skewed to um was like 66% to sabia yeah so I mean, like, Sevilla definitely had all the possession, the majority of the possession, but, I mean, Dortmund was a counterattack team today. And I don't know, again, I don't know if that's something they've been doing sort of with their coaching change, if that's something they move toward, yeah. more towards um, since Holland came back. I didn't notice it, like, before while Holland was injured, um, which was yeah. probably the last time I watched the full 90 minutes, so ooh, maybe um. I'm a bad fan. Oops. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I usually... Because usually it's on, and like the other people in my house don't want to watch Dortmund. I'm the only one that wants to watch Dortmund, so that's we're so like funny. flipping back and yeah. forth between them. So um, I don't get a full ninety minutes of them all that much. Yeah, yeah. That's that's sort of my observations I think, from the game. Yeah, I what,
1: I've been watching them. My household loves the Bundesliga. Yeah, where you have Bayern and Dortmund fans, and fans of both. It, well, it doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting observation. I hadn't really been paying attention to that. So, so anyway, I was um,
0: disappointed in the lack of Gio Reyna starting today. And I think that that's something, however, though, that I sort of in my brain, I put it together with the counterattack fit because Gio yeah. Reyna, while is helpful on a counterattack, is a yeah. player that is very effective with the ball in possession. Um, so I didn't know if that was, you know, Tactical. related or
1: just not. I don't know. He has been playing. It's really hard to think that he's only been playing for Dortmund's first team for like a year. Um, which it I seems like he was such an integral part of this team. Yeah. Like, and I do the think second half of last year and the first half of it. Yeah. And I do think, I know he said that he had never been as exhausted as he was like in December or yeah. something. So this also might be just them trying to give him a rest. He's only 18. Like, yeah, he was also sick at some with something at some point. I don't know. I do yeah. think that like, it could be it He's could be. great. And he's a good player for that team. But also I think it's I just wanted not to a bad idea it's, to give him some rest it's a champions league game i just wanted to it's a champions yeah i want to see him play you know um, he played over the weekend or something i don't know but i'm not super worried with him not playing but i'm not worried like, i just it was something i put together with the tactical yeah. a bit and wondered yeah if it, it could have just been tactics if it was that
0: um
1: um so that's right. dortmund pleasure um we could be we happy have- because our one team won but <sighs> PSG versus Barca. Can we? Can I just say that my expectations going going into this game were I didn't have any. Um, can I just say I don't think any like realistic Barcelona fan is really all that surprised. Yeah, that's so. I was not surprised by this result. Honestly, I'm disappointed, but not. Surprised. I'm disappointed, not surprised. Um, only slightly surprised because honestly PSG hasn't been playing well at all in the French League so, so I had kind of thought it might just be like a sh- like a shit show all around so I'm gonna but, be honest
0: a lot of the chatter in social media you know p- during the second half of that game and through, through last night and even through like you know till right now there's been a whole lot of chatter about PSG 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 holy shit PSG and Mbappe 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 holy shit Mbappe (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts about this and honestly they're gonna sound Rachel can vouch for me that this has been my opinion for like a year like is this not about this game um but I I honestly feel like before I get into my Mbappe hot take I don't think I feel like a lot of people were talking about this game as if it were Two genuine Champions League contenders for this year. I honestly can't imagine anyone that has been watching Barcelona this year and really thought they were a contender. I mean, they've been wildly inconsistent, barely above a mess, squeaked out games by you know the skin of their teeth. It it really have not been good this year. I definitely did not anticipate them getting to the semifinals. I didn't count on them getting to the quarterfinals. So I really didn't like, I'm again, disappointed, but not surprised. And I also think actually that a lot of the response to this game has been sort of like praise for PSG and praise for Mbappe. And I, I, while I understand that, I think it actually says yesterday's game said a lot more about Barcelona than it did about PSG. Because yeah. honestly, it was not that great of a performance from PSG. Barca was just a shit show. Like, <laughs> Barca did not look their good. Their midfield and I mean, was awful. Their midfield well, was a mess. Frankie kept getting moved around to different positions because they couldn't decide where they wanted to put him. And, yeah. you know, well, he looked really good in, as the attacking in almost a 10 position. But then they yanked him back to defense and he just, Barca (laughs) just cannot, like their back line. I mean, PK, yesterday was PK's first game in like four months there. So here's the thing about Mbappe and Barca's defense yesterday. Mbappe, and I'll get into more of this later when I talk about Mbappe later, but Mbappe's primary like weapon in his arsenal is speed. Yeah. The two center backs for Barcelona yesterday both slow as shit Piquet can't move his feet anymore he's old lingley is slow lingley is just slow yeah their quick center back is arajo arajo's hurt i i do actually genuinely think that if arajo had been playing if they'd had that speed in the center of the back line um it may have been a different game it may not have been a different game but it may have been i think that would have made quite a bit of a difference and i just think that Barca, and Barca's is not the only team to have a center back issue, but Barca very clearly has a center back issue, yes. and the problem is Barca's center backs are not protected by Busquets.
1: Yes, exactly. because he's not
0: effective diff- when the other team has the ball, so they're not protected by him, and so there's no one, there's no one to help them, there's no one to bail them out. It's not, it's not a good situation, no. and when you've got your center defensive Players, your trio of center defensive players. So you're two center backs and your six. When the three of them are slow as shit, Mbappe's gonna kill you. Mbappe's gonna beat you. Mbappe is <laughs> gonna kill you because he's so fast. But I don't think that that is a shining endorsement that PSG is gonna make a deep run. I, I honestly don't think that I-, I put it this way. I'm not as a City fan, I'm not scared of PSG. Yeah. I'm not. I think that cities can deal with Mbappe. At the end of the day, I just don't think PSG, like, PSG don't look like a team that's going to go on a rampage in the Champions League. I'm not saying, like, rule them out, like, but I just don't think that, like, they look like, I don't think anyone with any sense would look at this PSG team and the way that they've played this year and say that they're the best team in Europe.
1: Like, yeah. I definitely think that your defense this year,
0: you know, yeah, I'm so. not. And, and I, not only do I think city's defense can deal with Mbappe. I think city's midfield outclasses PSG's midfield by miles. I don't, yeah, I'm not true. scared of PSG. I'm not scared
1: of them. Um, hopefully that doesn't come back to haunt me, but I'm you better like, knock on wood or something. I should write this what, down. What day is it? February 17th. PSG. I'm not saying does like not scare me. <laughs> no, I'm not. Like if we
0: draw, like if City were to draw PSG in the quarterfinals, no, know, yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh shit.
1: I'm like, also, I'm also joking with you because I, I do agree. No, with you, about you know that. what I mean. Like I don't think, like obviously, the Champions League is the
0: Champions League. Anything can happen. Like any team can win on any given day. That's just how it is. But, and that's why. That's why the Champions League is not actually very telling of who the best team in Europe is. You can quote me on that, but we'll get into my thoughts of the Champions League probably when we get to the final. Um, I'll have a lot to say about why I think the the importance of winning the Champions League has been inflated. Um, but or honestly, even the way they played yesterday, like yeah, they won four to one, but like because because Munich. Because beating this Barca team is not the accomplishment that anyone's making it out to be. I mean, that's like, that's honestly what it comes down to for me is that like beating this Barca team, scoring four goals on this Barca team is really not that big of an accomplishment. Like this Barca team is bad. Like I say that lovingly as a Barca fan. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, you know what I mean? We like, know when to admit that our team, when our team is I, just beating them is not
0: it's just not the like ringing endorsement of your side being fantastic as it like normally would be. Yeah. Um, and like in the past, I know we, everyone's gotten really used to in like, honestly, the past like 15 years of beating Barca, especially at Barca being like this huge thing. And I get it. Like as far as like reputation goes, sure. And like, as far as like, okay, yeah, nobody scored three goals at the Camp Nou in, you know, a really long time in the Champions League. Like, okay, it's just not quite the accomplishment I feel like that some people are making it out to be. This is not us saying that Mbappe isn't a great player. That's not at all what we're saying. Obviously he is. Like, not stupid. I'll put it this way. Mbappe is 22, right? He's our age. Um, a little bit younger than us actually. Than um, he was born in the same year that we were born in. <laughs> 98. Oh yeah. But Mbappe is 22. Mbappe joined PSG in 2017 when he was 18. He is the exact same player today that he was when he joined PSG in 2017. The Mbappe been
1: there four years?
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. The Mbappe that joined PSG in 2017 was a fantastic player, a really, really dangerous forward. He's still exactly the same. He has not developed at PSG at all. And when you're a player as good as you are, as Mbappe was at 18, like it's, it's hard to notice because it's like, okay, well, what development does he really need to do? But it's how long can you sustain that level of excellence if you're not continually, continuously improving? Now, obviously he's maintained that excellence to this point, but he's only 22. Can he really sustain the exact same level of excellence for 15 years? I mean, people, I think, and this goes to the Messi-Ronaldo comparison, I think, quite a bit. And in my opinions on those, I think that people have gotten very caught up in who's the next Messi, who's the next Ronaldo. Yes. And I think we need to stop doing that because I think we need to recognize just how exceptional those two players are and were. In that they're not the kind of player that, Every generation has one of you know, there can be great players that doesn't make them the next Messi, it doesn't make them the next Ronaldo. It's just not the same thing. There are very, very, very few players that go on the sorts of 15 plus year careers at the top the way that those two guys did. I mean. You had a couple years ago people comparing Mosala to them, which is, it's just laughable. Not because Mosala isn't a great forward, but because in order to genuinely compare somebody to Messi or Ronaldo, they need to have broken through way younger than Mosala did. And they need to sustain the kinds of numbers that Messi and Ronaldo sustained for over a decade. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying Mbappe isn't going to do that. Right, but I'm just saying that he's got a long way to go before you can start pulling out those kinds of comparisons. And I also, frankly, and I am a well documented Ronaldo hater. He's not as good as Ronaldo. Like I don't think so. I don't like. I don't think he is. And I hate. I
1: hate Ronaldo. I hate Ronaldo. Yeah, but we don't hate Ronaldo because he's good we hate him for his attitude like That's I've true. never, i've never denied the fact that he's a good and yeah, maybe one of the best soccer players ever clearly i, but hate I still hate the man <laughs> i hate him as a man not as a soccer player um
0: but yes i just think that like you can't compare and just like i and i and i i mean we've talked about how much we love holland and how great yeah. we think holland is I think comparing Holland to Ronaldo would also be ridiculous. I think it's too soon. You know know what I mean? Like,
1: he's 20 years old. Like, what are you doing? Shut up. You can compare numbers. You can compare to when they were 20, right? Sure, and and I've seen those numbers pulled
0: up. And I've seen those numbers pulled up for Mbappe in particular, um, because I think he's surpassed the numbers um, in – then both of them, I think his and Messi's numbers are pretty close, but he's like way ahead of Ronaldo or something like that. But um, I just don't think it, I think I am not any more scared of Mbappe than I am of Mane. I think that they're okay. both exceptionally good players. That's not me saying I think, I don't think that they're really good. I think they are really good. But I don't think Mbappe is like astronomically better than any other guy that plays his position in the world. Does that make sense? Yes. Like. The way that I think that are. Or if he is, he's still got developing to do to get there. And I don't think we've seen him develop since 18.
1: We probably weren't paying as close attention to like when Messi and Ronaldo were 20. I'm saying that only because Mbappe and Holland both have long careers ahead of them. And things could change. But as Mm -hmm. of this moment, it doesn't seem that Mbappe is going to be reaching that like top top level though he is still one of the best players of his age
0: quite frankly if he stays at PSG he will never get there
1: yeah I was gonna say that I don't I when when he I run, think that he decided to go to PSG I was like uh, not just because I hate PSG but because I think it's hard to develop in the French League I'm sighing before I
0: say this because I know somebody is not gonna like it PSG is where young players go to die. <laughs> Do you have I, any I, other
1: example to back up that statement? I'm not saying that I don't agree with you. What
0: has what has Neymar accomplished since going to PSG? I know he's not. He wasn't quite he as. Got young, more so money. What has he
1: accomplished? More money. money. He
0: money. hasn't won a bond or He hasn't won a Champions League. No, he like, actually
1: honestly hasn't been playing. Any, he, what has nothing. what has he accomplished? Nothing. Money. You don't.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I, keep saying I don't it. think. And I, and I said this about when there was a lot of discussion of where's Matthias DeLicht going to go. I said, oh, I really, yeah. was, I was saying this a couple of years ago, that I just really hoped he didn't go to PSG. Because yeah. I have never seen a guy, a young guy go there and develop into something spectacular. Yeah. Um, not the way that you see these young guys, you know, go to Dortmund and develop into something spectacular or... I mean, I think it's pretty clear Pep at City has developed Foden into something spectacular. Like um, like guys coming out of academies in Madrid or
1: Barcelona that develop into these spectacular young players. Yeah. I mean, I've told you that I basically agree with you on this. I also think, yeah, I think it'll be fun to track in years. To I come.
0: just, I, I know it's like a... And, And like, logically, I know that it's like a soccer reporting sensationalism, get the clicks, get the views, whatever, and stuff like that. But people buy into this stuff. And I'm like, stop saying he's better than Ronaldo. He's 22. Shut up.
1: Like, I mean, is he better than Ronaldo at this moment? Like
0: today? Would I rather have Mbappe or Ronaldo on my team? Honestly, I couldn't say for sure really Mbappe yeah Ronaldo's so damn clutch he
1: he is clutch in the big game that I'm man
0: just it. doesn't miss he just doesn't miss
1: Jesus it. Christ we hate Kylian Mbappe so much you've turned us into praising Cristiano Ronaldo that's what no. But the we've thing gotten. is I don't hate
0: Mbappe I don't hate Mbappe <laughs> I don't hate him at all I like and that's the thing like I literally have nothing against Mbappe like I think he's a really good player I think he's a really talented 22 year old like i I don't know anything about him. I don't like follow him on social media or anything. Like I don't have anything against him. Like as a human, like I don't know anything about him. Like, I mean, how many guys have you seen like graphics of which their, their numbers placed up against Ronaldo or Messi's? So like people talk about him leaving PSG. Right. And like one of the places people talk about him going is Liverpool. And I'm like, that's stupid. Like why would Liverpool want him? They already have someone exactly like him. Yeah. Like, sure. He's, six years five years younger than Mane or whatever but like they're essentially the same player I literally have nothing against him
1: yeah
0: it's it'll not be, a significant be, be enough I think it will be particularly interesting if Mbappe does leave the, the French League because like the other thing I think about when you compare numbers um is that I hate to be the shitter on the French League I don't at all hate to be the shitter on the French League but I hate Please to reiterate be, my hatred
1: be. of French okay. League okay. yeah
0: I think it's worth noting where these goal numbers come from. And like Messi's goal numbers at the age of 22, all of his goals were in La Liga compared to, you know, four years of Mbappe goals in the French league. I don't think that's irrelevant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I would like to see see Mbappe in one of the top, I would like to see him frankly in England put up the kinds of numbers that he puts up in France. If he went to England, a Premier League team, and put up those types types of numbers, that would probably shut me up. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but he really. has to do that first. If he goes to La Liga or he goes to the Bundesliga, he won't go to the Buddhist Liga, but if he goes to La Liga, if he goes to Madrid, or if he goes to somewhere in England and he puts up the kinds of numbers that he puts up in the French League, then we can talk. Yeah, but I'm I'm not, not going to be blown it. away.
1: I'm not, I'm not blown by
0: away by 30 goals in the French league. I'm sorry, I'm not. Come back to me when it's 30 goals in the Premier League. Then we can talk. Like, yeah. and I think that's something that isn't discussed enough when people talk about these stats. Um, and the like. Oh, how many goals did he score by the age of 22? Where did he score these goals? Like, yeah. okay, you're saying top five leagues, but top five leagues are different depending on the leagues right like if you score 30 goals a year in the french league i think that's very different than scoring 30 goals a year in the premier league and it's different and those are all both different than scoring 30 goals in the bundesliga like it just means different things and i think that that's not ever like discussed enough in when you like do these cross comparison numbers
1: yeah no i i mean i completely agree with you
0: you know so i just think that given those circumstances i am not cl- not ready to discuss Mbappe as the heir apparent to winning the next you know seven D'Ors. like you know what I mean
1: yeah no I'm not ready for that either
0: he's got to win some Champions Leagues and put up the kinds of numbers that he's put up in the French
1: League in another league
0: then we can talk about whether or not he's comparable to Messi and Ronaldo that's what I think
1: <laughs> which That's our long rant about Kylian Mbappe you know
0: and 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 I think interesting thing is I know a lot of people would take that opinion as like a a criticism or like an indictment of Mbappe and I don't think that's not what I'm intending it to be I I just think that people should stop hyping up 22 year olds as comparable to the greatest players of all time yeah like uh... when he's 28 if he's still putting if six years from now he's had consistent numbers like this like all right we can talk
1: all right, I'll call you back in uh, in seven years. Seven years? Yeah. Okay, seven years. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I guess hypothetically Barca could come storming back. Will that happen? Most likely, no. But I guess crazier things have happened in Barca PSG Champions League games. So it could happen. What song. Um, anyway, so. Never, same ever. It has, um, uh, whatchamacallit?
0: Not, never say never we'll, we've
1: got that? we've gone over the deep <laughs> end. we've really gone we've gone over that I think that's about it do you have any final words for the pod I don't hate Mbappe I think he's good that's all for this
0: week we'll see you next week on kicking balls